Hello and welcome back to Queerability. This week we are going to be discussing all things about queer history. Or, well, interesting facts that Ellie and I have spent the past few weeks looking into. Yeah, when we say all things, we're, we're very aware there are many things you won't know. So, as always, if you have anything you'd like to teach us, please do get in touch because you're always keen to learn. Yes, I mean, like, I think it's going to be hard to discuss thousands of years of queer history within yeah. a 20, like in this podcast so yes there is a lot more that we probably won't discuss but we are always open i'm always open to learning new things yeah. and different things and if you get anything wrong let us know mm. yeah i think the goal here is just obviously i think we're all aware that you know queer people have been around for as long as people have been around but history has this wonderful habit of erasing them or ignoring them um in my humble opinion, I think there are a lot of people out there who say they're historians, they know history, but if you don't know queer history, you don't know that much because there's yeah. a big chunk missing. Yeah, we have um, uh, me and a friend of mine. We have like a we have a jokey conspiracy theory mm. of how, how people talk about queer history. Uh, the joke is that like queers didn't exist before 1969, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually a moon disease <laughs> brought back from the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like that yeah. and then Stonewall happened they were like yep it's here yeah, yeah exactly and it was just like they couldn't contain it and then, yeah. you know because like most everyone know, like everyone knows I mean a lot of the history that's surrounding queerness is about HIV mm. in the UK it's about 6 and 28 um, mm-hmm. and then kind of like that's what pretty much I mean from my experience most people talk about yeah there's nothing I mean ignoring like modern history because i think like 2000s is a plethora of things mm-hmm. about re- reasons why some were here with in the gay world especially yeah. in the gay gay cisgender world with like the rise of apps and everything mm-hmm. and that's a different topic completely but like going past opening the door beyond 1969 yeah very much i think so. this is what we're I, I would like to focus on personally yeah uh let's dive in we start with a bit of ancient history well basically i i mean i've always been aware that there have been um as i said queer uh lives and stories that have been ignored um and i knew that there were obviously very important people whose um you know queerness was a big part of who they were and it was um uh hidden or or you know they tried to squash it or eradicate it from the historical records we have of their lives you know oscar wilde being a very you know a clear choice there so we're starting easy because obviously everyone knows oscar wilde being gay but um and how his life ended and being in prison for that which was obviously terrible he was dating sir douglas alfred douglas yeah. yeah alfred douglas and obviously the wrong people found that out which is which is obviously very terrible that happened to him but we still love his plays don't we because yes. we just pretend we didn't treat him awfully um alan turing being another example you know if it weren't for him it, what he did in the second world war yeah made i love that i had to think about that <laughs> made such incredible differences and you know turn the tide in us winning that war yeah um and uh even so even with the fact of him doing such an incredible service he was i believe chemically castrated yes yeah, his choice, choice was prison or chemical castration after yeah. everything he'd done they still did that to him and they'd be like oh brother well done well done thank you so much for saving us now um we're gonna destroy your life like yes they terrible yeah the gayness like it the was, queer identity was yeah trumped everything so i think most people i know when they studied history in school learn about alan turing but what did they not learn about him yeah. That's what happened they learned about what he did for the country and nothing else and that i think is what's really wrong and something that we need to stop because it means that we're letting history get away with treating people 
terribly yeah and pretending they didn't yeah. if they just pretended oscar wilde didn't exist or alan turing didn't exist that would still be awful of course it'd be terrible they did incredible things um but I almost find it worse that they will remember them not as they truly were. I think it's yeah. a real insult to their memory to try and repaint them yeah. in an untruthful light. And yeah. I found that historically we do that. Because when I mentioned about ancient history, um, there were references to same-sex relationships all over the place, constantly. You know, you've got constant things about Greek gods and, you know, them having lovers, you know, all genders and everything. Sometimes not even like gendered and you know like they were different sometimes they were different creatures all kinds of stuff mixed barrel it was just all about the kind of sexual side of it and the relationship side of it you know you've got obviously we're talking about gods there and you know yeah. same example within um egypt you know the, it's a really messed up story so i apologize but you've got um the story of a uh, horace and uh, set or seth if you yeah. know it I feel um, like it's like the oldest recorded gay story. Yes, yeah, so know exactly it's um, it's actually really messed up because Set is uh, the uncle of Horace and they're trying to claim um, right over rule, ruling, ruling rights basically and um, uh, seduces him because then it didn't matter who the gender of the person was you were sleeping with. It only mattered who was who was on top who was doing the penetrating basically so yeah hmm, so that's where it gets a bit messed up and obviously the incest element apologies it was his uncle um but that was the issue no one was having any qualms about the fact they were men yeah. or dead, you know and that was the story of the gods um but then actually real people as well you had emperor i think it's hadrian is how you say his name yeah. um and he ruled uh roman empire from one seven like 117 to 138 AD. Why did I say it like that? Yeah. 117 to 138 <laughs> AD. Um, he ruled the Roman Empire and he was known to take male and female lovers because in ancient Rome, like homosexuality or bisexuality was not terms they had. They yeah. didn't, sexuality was not defined by that. You just had different lovers. Yeah. And it seems that this was all working out, all fine. And then when I was trying to look at where it went wrong, specifically in the UK, because I'm, you know, yeah. trying to learn a bit more about our history. It all comes down to one big fucker who I think ruined everything. Ooh. In uh, 1533, could you venture a guess who it was? 1533. Yeah. That was Henry, right? Henry the fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is just... <laughs> if I could pinpoint a moment in history yeah. when it all started going wrong, <laughs> I think we found it, really. Yeah. If it weren't for the fact that he did what he did with his wives, which obviously... Let's not get into that. And if it weren't for the fact that because of wives and wanting to sleep, refute, around, yeah, yeah. sleep around and being angry that he couldn't do that, he, you know, divided, you know, churches and you know, church started the Church of England, everything, which has obviously caused no end of problems. You know, Catholic, Protestant, Church of England throughout our society and is still a huge issue today in lots of places as well and lots of troubles. He also was the first monarch in his parliament who made uh, sex between men illegal, yeah. punishable by death. Was there a reason? They, it was called the Buggery Act. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was that they said it was a sin. It was, uh -huh. a, it was, a, um, it was an abhorrent sin mm. uh, to have sex with a man. They just claimed it was against, you know, God and abnormal and wrong and all this kind of stuff, unnatural, all those kind of yeah. things. Um. I honestly cannot think of a better example of toxic masculinity in history 
than Henry VIII, if I'm honest, because you look at all the things he did and all the things he, all the problems he created, and it just came from being an ugly old boring man, probably with a tiny dick. That's why yeah. he had those massive armor pieces yeah. that made it look like a huge penis. Yeah. I mean, compensating <laughs> to the 10th degree. Like, yeah. Anyway, getting off topic, he was yeah. the one that signed off on uh, sex between men being... Uh, criminalized in the uk for the first time yeah um that's funny because like is it like 1500s because my timing might be a bit off but wasn't that when shakespeare was also writing all these like really queer shakespeare was writing around uh should we fact check elizabeth i believe yes because he made he was very clever that he made all of his plays obviously based in different countries if he was saying anything against the uh, high society yeah. or the royals because everyone yeah. knew he was talking about 1590 the UK. to 1613 yeah everyone knew he was talking about the uk yeah. but he you know you didn't want piss off the queen yeah, yeah. so he targeted italy i think yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but you know obviously he did all of stuff but you know he's there's debate about him being being queer but yeah shakespeare was just after him but basically oh, um right, yeah. the buggery act is yeah. what was uh brought into effect in uh 1533 and it was that you could um uh, it was if you were found as a man to be having sex with a man, uh, it was punishable by death, um, mm. by hanging. Uh, I some, know. some. Uh, sorry, this is a bit dark, everyone, but there were some uh, readings I've seen which uh, alluded to the idea that um, when they were burning witches, they sometimes put uh, gay men on the fire. Just, uh, oh, just throw them in. And yeah, and somebody suggested that that's where the um, American phrase of like smoking faggots came from. Sorry for the word, everyone. I don't think that's correct, but I'm disgusted that somebody even was able to come up with it. And if it is correct, what the yeah. hell is happening? But when was like that word actually, I know that's interesting to the thing that like, when was that word actually attributed to gay men? Yeah. Because if it does, then it, it, it can it line is a, up. It is an example. It is yeah. a, it's an answer. I hope it's yeah. not true. Yeah. But interesting to look up like when was those words, because, the faggot also means a bundle of sticks. Yes, which is what they used to put on the pile. Yeah. So it was for a bundle of sticks, not for a man yeah. that they thought was gay. But yeah, this um, reference was suggesting that actually it was that they were throwing men on the fire as well that they thought were gay, which I don't think is true. And I hate yeah. that somebody even correlated those two things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. Also, I don't love the fact that if it isn't true, we're taking away from the witch burnings because that was bad. Yeah. So let's not, let's not. Um, but yeah, so... Um, it was punishable by death, uh, but it was by hanging, not fire. Um, and that went on for quite some time. Um, and it wasn't until 1861 that the death penalty was lifted. So it wasn't um, decriminalized to be uh, a gay man, but you could no longer be killed for it. Uh, you could, however, still be chemically castrated and you could still have to go to prison for life. But they can kill you for the crime of being um, a gay man. Wow. Um, women never actually was it fully illegal for a woman to be a lesbian and there's this wonderful you know um, theory which is not true I'm sorry everyone to crush your dreams it's not true that it was uh, Queen Victoria who when she was presented with the bill um, to sign off on the law saying to uh, criminalise sex between women as well she read it and uh, said women could not possibly perform such acts and refused to sign it. Um, 
or that the other theory is that she said, what's this? What's the sex between women? And everyone was too embarrassed to explain it to her. Um, I enjoy the first theory mainly because people say she did that because she was also a lesbian. I was like, hell no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not writing that. Um, but unfortunately that is not true. She was never presented with the bill um, because they didn't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, especially in parliament at the time, a lot of the men involved in writing these bills did not want to bring it up in law. They would rather just squash it and pretend it wasn't a thing because they did not want their wives and daughters becoming aware that sex between women was possible. Yeah. So they just ignored it and were like, no, no, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. But, you know, they'd seen it in um, different, in like sex and, uh, you know, like porn in different areas yeah. of the time. They knew that it was possible. It's a dog. Um, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I think like it's... But yeah, it was technically never yeah. illegal. But when I'll just add on for the thing that was illegal with, with a lesbian relationships is that if women were found to be, you know, female relationships so often women would have to deal with hysteria and being thrown in hospital saying that they're mentally ill with, you know, all these crazy things. So it was either they'd been, they'd be told they were insane, yeah. locked up for that and lobotomized or, um, juiced orgasms. Yeah. All <laughs> that kind of stuff. There was also a, a lot of, uh, lesbian couples, not that many recorded, but a lot who, um, uh, were married because one of them uh, presented as husband um, and they got arrested. The women presenting as husbands got arrested. Um, more modernly, we, we tend to say, is it, you know, were they lesbian couples or was it women married to trans men? We don't actually know. Yeah. Um, but the uh, women presenting as men in those situations were arrested because at the time when a woman married a man, they got arrested for um, financial fraud because when she got married to a man, all of her assets were transferred to him. Um, so these women pretending to be men um, not only got to hold on to their own assets, yeah. uh, but also when their wives' assets were transferred to them, it was a woman having the assets. So they got they got arrested yeah. for financial fraud because they were <laughs> presenting as men. And there are yeah. some historical um, references to couples where a woman is presenting as a husband. But I can't find reference of women who in these situations when they, if they were found out, where an arrest was taking place because of the relationship. It was always for something else. It was always for yeah. financial fraud or sometimes because it was a, a, you know, a claim of insanity or one I found, which unfortunately I forget the name of where a woman was arrested for kidnapping right. <laughs> the woman she was with because her father claimed that she had been um, basically brainwashed by this other woman who had like uh, kidnapped her. And so, because he was quite a, a wealthy yeah. man he um yeah he had her arrested it's like that thing about, that. Like, i think it's like the idea of like keeping the w women more pure they were never exactly we they, just hid it that's the only yeah. reason that it was not criminalized uh gay sex between women was simply because they refused to acknowledge yeah. that part of women I unless mean, like, it was for the male gaze because like who was what was the i don't know how historically accurate the film was the favorite <laughs> I don't know how, <laughs> but wasn't that Queen? She was. Yes. Uh, that's another point as well when we talk about uh, history of queerness. Um, when we're talking about now, you know, be it, be it royals or be it um, people uh, who had the power to legalize or criminalize these things and didn't criminalize women when they did men because they wanted to protect their daughters and yeah. wives from finding out because they were scared that their wives and daughters would figure out it was possible and run off with pretty women instead of being stuck with them. Sorry, but it's true. Um, yeah. But I think uh, when we talk about that as well, 
there was a certain amount of freedom that came with being of a certain status mm. that meant you could get away with a bit more um a good example of that being lord beecham yeah Do you know who lord beecham is no so lord beecham uh, i think his name i think it's william uh ligan ligan is how you say it i might be wrong if i am please tell me um he was lord beecham and he lived at warmer castle that ironically was built by henry the eighth originally <laughs> uh in case of invasion and he was uh, there as Lord Beecham. And he was appointed to be the something of Wales, um, which is not great, when he was only 27. So yeah. um, he had a lot of power at a very young age and uh, started really struggling and realizing that he was gay, basically. Um, but because of his position, he was able to, when he came back to the castle, um, Warmer Castle, he held parties for his gay aristocrat friends, but also local fishermen really? and like men of the town and stuff, <laughs> where it was just basically giant orgies. And I love yeah. that it was in a castle built by Henry VIII where all these guys are fucking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, and was he, this he was, place, this was 1920, 1920. the 1920s. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, he was uh, the seventh Lord, Lord Beaton the seventh. Um, yeah. William Ligon is how I say his name and that was in 1920 uh, that that was the case that he did this which was obviously you know like yeah, really fun and I, I think that's uh, great but he was able to do it because of who he was yeah. um, doesn't mean it wasn't dangerous and um, don't think it ended particularly well for him but uh, it does say a lot that that was possible for you if you're a certain status but you know we already mentioned Oscar Wilde like that doesn't yeah. mean you're always safe um, but yeah moving on I mean like so yeah. We have these tons of examples of uh, sexual partners of any gender being completely normalized until Henry fucks shit up and all of his angry men. Um, and we have multiple examples throughout history of times when, you know, colors were seen as uh, associated with different genders. Like, you know, pink was actually a masculine color, color until yeah. I want to say the Second World War. I think it was yeah, a masculine was color until color. Hitler's favorite color. Yeah. And or then they made it a femme color, yeah. you know, but that kind of, you know, and you've got like um, uh, the princes who they would call, you know, Bonnie or like in uh, stories of ancient Greece, the, the uh, men that were attractive always had gentle features and the golden hair and very like yeah. curvaceous feminine style bodies and everything. Um, yeah. It was all so free. And then it became more binary when we gave power to a few angry people. Well, it's like, um, like, so like some of the facts that I found was that the word, um, before the 15th century, the word girl just re referred to a child of any gender. That is true. Um, a male child to differentiate was known as a maiden child, mm -hmm. uh, or a knave, knave girl mm -hmm. was a male child and a female child was called a gay girl. Mm -hmm. Um, boy was referred to as a servant. So anyone yeah. could be a servant. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. If you were a servant of a young statue, you were referred to as a boy. Um, and the word man just referred to anybody. Mm -hmm. and then, that is true. Then there's a, regardless of gender or identity. So then for some reason, something happened across the... Um, it was, a sec it yeah. was the cre creating of second-class citizen in woman. Yeah. Where, ma'am, you're right, completely, it was uh, just for human, but they differentiated between man and woman because they wanted the power of being man. Yeah. And then they call you woe man because you're second. Yeah. 
You know, it's the same as when you look at, we're, look, we're talking specifically about men, women here, but it did create problems, obviously, for everyone. Yeah. If you're looking at um, Mr., uh, Mrs. and Miss, why is it that a woman is Miss before she's married and then Miss, Mrs. after she's married? To let people know that she's available. Mm. But why is it Mrs.? <laughs> Don't know. Because Mr.'s is MR. Yeah, is um, yeah. Mr. MR and then Mrs. MRS. It's not Mrs., it's Mr.'s. Mr. Owned by. Oh. So Mr. and Mr.'s. Mm. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what it was. It was all, it's, all, it's all an ownership thing, which obviously was directed by an angry few men mm. <laughs> at uh, women. But although it was put upon women, it obviously caused this problem for mm. everyone. And then they also started attacking other men and calling them weak or wrong or unnatural if they... Uh, were attracted to or slept with other men and then just squashed female relationships and like that's not a thing because they thought they could have ultimate control over women and just told them to be quiet so they saw gay men as a threat and they saw gay women as just something to be silenced yeah um so all of that throughout history you know everything seemed all nice and then it just started turning to shit when people to you know the wrong people got power and you know started making some laws and we all we're led by it, but you know, it's it's actually not that un it sounds crazy that it was allowed to happen, but it's actually not that unusual because yeah. we look at more modern history, you know, how the death penalty for uh sex between men wasn't lifted until eighteen sixty one. But then, you know, we end up having um more things changing where you've got mm. the um I think it's called the Wolferden Report mm. was set up, which was about um uh sex between men and um the age you was allowed sex was allowed between consenting adults over the age of 21 Mm. but again it was referring to men because technically it never been legal for women um but that wasn't set up until that wasn't started until 1957 and it wasn't put into like stock i don't think until 1968 yeah or 1967 so it took 10 years um and then we backtrack massively when in 1988 uh they prevented, uh, in state schools, they prevented the teaching of uh, accepting homosexuality. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. Um, well, I mean, like, that's, like, coming towards the peak of HIV. Yeah. So it's like, well, well we need to teach it because it's obviously in the news. And everyone's yeah. going to see it. But, but you don't normalize it. Yeah. So it was, again, about the idea of, you know, it's it was illegal after so long not being illegal and then became illegal and everyone was like, yes, yes, it's wrong. You know, let's, let's accept, of course it should be illegal. And that stuck around for a long damn time in a very violent way. And then when it kind of opened up again, once a law is put into place, it can take effect quite quickly. Yeah. But taking it away takes a lot longer. People don't like unlearning. Yeah. So, you know, there was that. Um, And then obviously with the, what happened, the AIDS epidemic, and the idea of making it the other. So you're just, re- you're just reinforcing that fear. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah. And then in 2000 was when the age of consent was equalized. So it wasn't until 2000 that the age of cons- consent became 16 for everyone. That's, yeah. that's not that long ago. No. I was born before then. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so back to the history of yeah. queerness. I think... The the main things I found out, which are very interesting, were the facts that um, both in mythology and in ancient civilizations, it was present. I know that there are, you know, countries and civilizations who are no longer around and who still exist who already, you know, recognize 
many, many more genders than just the two yeah. that we do, which is wonderful. Um, and uh, gods from lots of different um, cultures as well who have who themselves are multiple gendered or no gendered yeah. and or, or are able to change at will. And those things have always been there, have always been a foundation. It doesn't seem to be until more modernly that um, when attacks started happening on one group and then it just was ruined for everyone yeah. because it, yeah. when it became illegal for gay sex, it was uh, between men, um, you know, and they threw a lot of like in the name of the church and all this yeah. kind of stuff in there. Um, people obviously had been assigned to gender for a very, very long time in certain cultures. Yeah. But unfortunately, it was quite powerful cultures such as UK mm. who have demanded the world meet that standard, which is a very unfair standard. Yeah. And uh, it's worked so well that now we've got generations and generations of people that are confused and they, they it's almost like their brains get tired when you try to talk to them about these things because they've been told it's confusing not because yeah. it actually is if yeah. that makes sense so yeah i think yeah. that we fucked it with henry <laughs> that's, uh, that's and then a, it started yeah. getting better and now it's getting worse again yeah, you know, it's a, when it's this, the important times, I think it's important as a community to come together. Mm. I mean, I found some moving, not trying to diminish that point, but like, oh, go on. Uh, just want to like go on to like some other things that I found. So uh, I found that a person who invented the modern C-section, mm -hmm. James Barry, was a, I, and I'm using these terms, um, is basically was born woman. And became a man because they wanted to become a doctor, and um, oh. they couldn't become a doctor. Uh, however, there is some sources that state that James Barry could have been a transgender man because of other other points that were made. Um, but they are we are born woman, and they basically invented the modern C-section that we all use today, and that was basically in very when was that. Uh, in 1840. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So they were, that's when they were kind of... What was their name again? James Barry. Thank you, James. Yeah. So, and it was all very like, so it was all to help women give birth mm -hmm. uh, without the pain. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But that actually is an interesting one. I'm not sure where this came from, but um, I'm going to fact check the date actually have you heard about how when uh women lie on their backs well when people lie on their backs during childbirth no okay so this is a funny one um so basically um you say about the modern c-section being yeah. there to um help relieve the pain but um the idea of uh, people lying on their backs when they um give birth obviously birth was always painful yeah, yeah. you know but uh it wasn't actually introduced until 1598 by um french surgeon jacques guimilieu i didn't say that name right but right. that's where we're at um and it was a uh, they claimed that it was to be um most comfortable and would help to induce labor but the theory i have found which yeah. is quite fun is that actually it was a doctor that um, enjoyed watching the child be born from like that woman's position because it's the same position a woman lies in with in missionary sex. 
Um, so it's a kink. So it's a kink that because he was a doctor who saw two royals, um, and yeah. so he had royals lying like that. It was uh, like, you know, like everything else trickled down through the servants in the house and everything. Yeah. And then everyone else started doing it. But that's the theory I've heard. Oh. Don't know if that's true, but that's yeah. what I heard. Because it was the same position that women lie in in missionary sex. So it was uh, the idea of, you know, you've put it in and look, it comes back out just where you left it kind of thing, basically. Oh, God. Yeah, which is pretty, that's, pretty grim. That is not very mm. but it's interesting that you then had somebody who uh potentially was a trans man be the one to do what they could to reduce yeah. women's pain when this <laughs> high-end doctor was like show me the baby like <laughs> bit different tell me it come out oh yeah. god that's and the just fact weird that, yeah if they were if they were trans obviously that's one thing but if they if they weren't and became uh identified as man simply because to be a doctor that in itself is crazy as well yeah. but yeah yeah. I've, um, they weren't this they were not discovered until their death really yeah. wow um, and they tried very hard to not have an autopsy why did the, how did they say i don't want an autopsy well that was in their will but it wasn't oh, obviously okay. it wasn't honored hmm. um or that was that like their wishes was that they just never that they just never undressed the body oh and it was ignored it was ignored yeah it's rude and then they found out oh this person this is actually female bodied interesting interesting which is very interesting mm -hmm. um the other one that i also uh on another person a bit more modern history is dusty springfield and her erasure of her lesbianness mm -hmm. um which is actually really actually when you look into the dusty springfield story it's actually really sad yeah um that she was like basically sexually abused by her man like it's a yeah. modern story a classic story of yeah. a you know, a, a, Horrible, an attractive, attractive blonde who's really mm -hmm. good at singing, gets abused by her management. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And is forced to be doing things that they don't want to do. Mm. Um, apparently, Dusty was a very lovely woman. Yeah. Um, That's sad. But yeah, like, but it's the same with uh, what her, what, what's her name? Whitney, Whitney Houston. You mm -hmm. know, her lesbianist is erased that people. Yeah don't think the world's ready to hear yeah but it's true isn't it though that it's like there are lots of examples again we're talking about these stories it's important to tell them but one they're hard to find yeah and two it's you know they're not handed to us so we have to seek it out so it's like the catch-22 yeah. um but they're hard to find because they are silenced you know yeah. there is um modern day uh performers as well who are told the same there was a um uh actor who I'm pretty sure this is common knowledge, but just in case it's not, there was an actor who um, was quite big in a role they did uh, and they were told not to come out um, because it would affect their work. Um, and they eventually did, but uh, yeah, their, their management were like, no, 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 don't, don't, I mean, don't tell anyone. So many people. Isn't yeah, it? which is, which is awful because they are an attractive man. Um, and this was very recent. Was I'm talking very recent. So even within the last 20 years, we've come so far and yet I just see it receding yeah. because it's almost like before we've reached the level we want to, it's just being turned into fads and mainstream kind of yeah. fittings, which is very sad. It is very sad. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I do have some really sad points, but I was like, I just, we're, we're, getting, we're getting to the end, though. Like, it's mm. nearly an hour. Um, well, we have been talking about a lot of crap. We, there'll be a lot to cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just redo this. Um, yeah, because I was like, well, the film one we should definitely go into. Cause mm. I have some points I want to make on those. Cause, but like, so like some of the sad points that I have is during the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Uh, well, someone like that. I have a point on this too, but you want yes. to go first. So um, gay men... Uh, were the only group to not be liberated after the camps. So a lot of them stayed in the camps or were sent to other prisons. Uh, up until, I think most of them killed themselves in other prisons. Uh, most of them died of suicide. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and I think the it wasn't up until 1980s that they were actually released. I did not know that. Yeah. Which is a lot of people don't say. It's like a lot of history doesn't like get told. Um, so, like, it was not just, oh, the Nazis putting gay men in prison. It was they were liberated and continued to be put in prisons, depending on who liberated them. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because have you ever been to Berlin? No. So, in Berlin, obviously, oh, they're very they're very open about their history there and, yeah. and quite apologetic about it yeah. for good reason. So, in Berlin, yeah. they have a memorial and it is simply called Memorial to the Murdered Jews of Europe. Yeah. And it is, if you've seen it, uh, these stone blocks mm. um, that are a few meters across in this huge area. And as you walk in, the further you walk in, the taller the blocks get until you're in the middle and you're just surrounded by these blocks on all sides. It is very powerful. Mm. Um, and I remember when I was in Berlin, um, they had the monument that was for um, uh, all the, the, the murdered Jewish people. Um, and then slightly across the road but but basically next to it there's another one which is memorial to the homosexuals persecuted under nazism yeah that's the important bit there under nazism and it's similar to the other ones it's again it's a big stone block and it's about the size and the height of one of the biggest blocks in um the jewish memorial but the important thing is it stands alone it stands in a park away from everything else because these homosexual men who were in the camps would have also been Jewish, no? Yeah, well, not all of them. But but a, a lot, lot of them. A lot of them would have, yeah. But it's separate. Yeah. And it's this one block. And I remember seeing it thinking it was really powerful because what's different with this is you go over and there's a little screen in it, like a little hole. Yeah. And you can look in and it has this video on repeat and it's a video showing uh, two young men, uh, you know, back in the day, in the 30s, 40s, uh, running into another room, like hiding from people and kissing. And then it shows other things, other scenes. And then the end of the loop film, it's modern. And it's to, it's a modern young uh, gay couple in Germany. It's two guys, they sit down on a bench and they're openly smiling, hold each other's hands and kissing. And then the pans over to this really old couple, two guys watching these young guys and they look at each other and they smile and they hold hands. Cause obviously it's a really beautiful moment. Yeah. How like, they're obviously very happy they get that freedom, which they didn't have. Very powerful. But it did not mention that after the camps were liberated, gay men were not. Yeah. It just said, oh, look how terrible this is. Yeah. Didn't mention that. Yeah. And I had to find, like, I found that, like, on some, like, queer history journals. That, and it says, yeah. persecuted under Nazism. Yeah, it doesn't say what happened so they after. Refu- yeah, they refused to claim it. Yeah. Damn. Because it was, like, it was not Germany's issues then was it it was uh, it was the allies and the and what they did after 
Mm. Well, then maybe we yeah. should be apo- we should be apologizing for so much. I yeah. mean, honestly. Yeah, mm. I think like that's the that was like the that was one of the, the shocking things that I found. Um, yeah, that's that's very sad. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what else? I think like you know like I think like it goes back to this whole queer thing, like the idea of like queer history getting erased and mm-hmm. the tragedies. I mean, I think you know when you look through through history, queer people have suffered a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think like one thing linking this back to queerability, like it is that resilience and that, you know, the ingenu- in- ingenious ways that we've like lived, like survived, like James Barry, who, mm-hmm. you know, lived their whole life as a, as a man without mm-hmm. ever being found out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, revolutionize giving birth, yeah. uh, removing females from it. Giving birth. Yeah. But it is interesting that although we have revolutionized giving birth, at the time yeah. of it happening, everyone giving birth was considered to be female yeah. and were therefore treated the status of, you know, women, which yeah. uh, there's already so many medical records and stuff to show how, like, how little attention has been paid to women over the amount of attention that's paid over to men, you know, historically, medically. Even yeah. the fact that women are like something like 80%, maybe 70% more likely to die in a car crash because the safety mechanisms are set up for men. Yeah. And, you know, in offices, women get a lot colder because they're structured to men because it was all the studies were done on men. Yeah. And, you know, there's medical ones how, you know, birth control like messes women up so much, you know, um, Whereas, and you know, if you if you wanted to stop taking all the medication, you'd have to get your tubes tied, and that's irreversible. But a vasectomy is reversible yeah, yeah. and has no hormonal side effects, and yet yeah, yeah. everyone expects women to take all of this. So it's still impressive that at the time this was done, um, considering that people just didn't care what yeah. happens to women. Yeah, you know, in so many ways. Um, I think that's like that. Uh, that is very much the still the notion yeah i mean like but queer people also yeah. fell in fall in and fell into that category you know yeah. when we we're talking about um you know uh protecting trans youth for example yeah. and, people go, and you've got so many people saying no we should be protecting them and making sure they don't transition and i'm like i the problem for me is the hyperbolic statement of all trans youth or no trans youth and i'm like trans sure individuals first yeah and that's what's annoying is that they're like no no they don't know what they want and i'm like that is such an unacceptably insulting thing yeah to say about all trans youth you know and they say it's that they're young they haven't matured yet and i'm like i know people who are like 45 years old and still act like five-year-olds yeah yeah mostly men but (laughs) i I do know them but i also know 12 year olds who are more mature than I was throughout my entire youth and it's it's really rude and patronizing I think to use the excuse of oh they just don't know what they want they're too young but it's easy isn't it because we go they're just kids they're just kids they're not they're individuals you know listen to them yeah and I think that's you know, when you say that was there's still the thing today yeah. with the yeah. women, but yeah. we, we use these stereotypes to box people in and to stop them from having individuality. And it all goes back to control. Yeah. Henry VIII and his parliament did what they did because of control. Yeah. Not because actually, they actually cared about it. They didn't like it and they wanted to control it because they wanted to have a monopoly on who could be fucked. Yeah. That's what I think it was genuinely. Yeah. And, you know, there's the old line of, oh, um, 
insecure straight men don't like gay men because they make them feel how straight men make women feel. And I'm like, yeah, I get that that can be part of it, but a, a, a secure, normal straight man understands that just because somebody's gay doesn't mean they're a threat to you in the same way that a woman cannot tell if a man is a threat because they're all, they all look the same, we don't know. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly think it just falls I think into it's that. Quite like how like the value like how much how do you view yourself to think that all gay men are going to want you i know honestly <laughs> the narcissism is yeah, unreal narcissism, yeah. That's, yeah yeah but you know and i, I honestly think it, it was most things are about power which we have touched on and we'll talk about more but um in the future but i think when you look at the history as well even when we go all the way back to like horace and seth and all of that yeah. no one cared about who was having sex with who they just cared about who was penetrated that was all that mattered well, was like, gender was yeah. none of it I was like, I don't know. I remember hearing this story. I don't know. Again, not sure if it's true, but like Caesar, like mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. didn't like him because he liked to be penetrated. Because mm. it was seen as a submission. Yeah. It was not about gender. It was about submission. Yeah. Because it's again, power. And more modernly from like, you know, 1533, it's kind of like we've transitioned that to make it still about power. But it was very clever to say, to pretend it's no longer about power and say it's yes. actually about safety and keeping people safe or what God says or things like that. Because now we know it's still about a power play, but they can pretend it's not. Yeah. If you've seen me, if I just threw a bottle at the wall and it smashed and you watch me do that and you go, why did you do that? And I go, didn't do anything. And you can sit there and go, I saw you do it. All I have to do is go, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And you don't win. Yeah. Even if I, somebody called the police and I got arrested and it's on camera and all this kind of stuff, as long as I go, that didn't happen, you'll never get peace from it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like Trump when he was in that interview where he was showing these guys these like freaking charts and he was like, are you insane? And yeah. it's just bald faced lies and bald faced claims that, yeah. but if you pretend to believe them, they have weight, yeah. which is dangerous, really dangerous, mm. especially in the hands of bigoted, powerful people. And we've seen that in this small amount of history. And the fact that we will continue telling queer stories from history, the more we discover them as well, because I think there's so many more to be discovered. But this wasn't easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. finding these stories. And there are a few that I haven't touched on yet, but we'll talk about them another time. Thank you all for listening. Um, we hope you had a little bit of education. Yeah, hope, yeah. If you learned something, let us know if we got anything wrong, or yeah. if you if there's any other interesting facts you'd like us to discuss, or if there's anything else yeah. queer history that we've missed. Um, yeah, and then please do let us know. Please let us know, and please yeah, keep in touch. Our DMs are always open. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you, and see you next time. Bye.